Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a successful business. My name's Marie and I'm a website designer based in the UK. And each week I will bring you simple and actionable tips to help with your website, your marketing and just running a small business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 112 of the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. At the beginning of this year, that's 2023, I did an episode about my marketing plan for 2023, what I was going to focus on. And I thought it would be interesting to look at how I did. Did I do what I said I was going to do? What results did I get? And of course, it goes without saying that you should do the same. You should look back at what you said you were going to do in 2023 as far as marketing is concerned and what you actually did and the results that you got. So the marketing plan episode was episode number 70, if you want to listen back. As I said at the time, the best way to get clients is the one that works for you. That means a marketing plan based on what you like doing, and it certainly doesn't involve what you hate doing. It's based on the time you have and when you have it and what brings you results. So my marketing plan for 2023 shouldn't necessarily be the same as yours or even be the same as other website designers. Of course, there's going to be some overlap. And it's very easy to create a plan, then put it on a shelf and let it gather dust. But looking back at what you've done compared to what you said you were going to do is hugely helpful, as is looking at the results you got. And my plan for 2024 is not going to be the same as my plan for 2023. It's going to be slightly different, because I've got a better idea of what works for my business and what I enjoy doing. So what was my 2023 plan? Well, I started the year deciding I was going to focus on my podcast, this podcast, networking and Instagram as the top three priorities. And I was aiming to repurpose my solo podcast episodes into blog posts. And when I had more time, I would email my list, I would SEO my blog posts, And I would look for PR opportunities. Because although, as I said in episode 70, I would have loved to spend more time on SEO, PR, building up my email list and emailing the people on it, and finally getting to grips with LinkedIn. But I have to be realistic about the time I can spend marketing my business. I do have clients too, not to mention my family. Marketing my business could easily be a full-time job if I let it. So I have to prioritise, or I could bring in some help. So how did I do? Well, first of all, the podcast. I started the year full of good intentions. I wanted to continue to publish an episode a week, have more guest interviews. I specifically said about 20 episodes of interviews. I wanted to have a bank of podcasts recorded, so I was not recording episodes at the last minute. And I wanted to spend more time repurposing the content to get more out of each episode. I also wanted to increase the number of listeners and I intended to ask to be a guest on other podcasts. So what happened? I started the year strong, but I did not manage to publish a new episode every week. I missed five weeks in total, three of which were together, and a couple of others were a day or two late. I'm going to talk about that a bit more in a moment. I had 12 guest interviews, which although not as many as I wanted, was more than the previous year. 
Guest interviews tend to have fewer listeners than solo episodes, which surprises me, but I enjoy them. And I think listeners like the variety of both. Please tell me whether I'm right or wrong with that. They do take less time and they also bring in a new audience. Want to guess who my most downloaded guest was? I will tell you if you keep listening. I was still frequently recording episodes on a Sunday and I did have a couple that were recorded late. However, I did have one stretch where I had a bank of six episodes recorded, edited and scheduled to go out. This was over July, August, September, and that allowed me to take a break from recording over the summer. And I need to do this more, goes without saying. Only six episodes were repurposed into blog posts. I thought it would have been higher, to be honest, and I have actually now asked a VA to go through and see which other ones we can repurpose. Although I'm just going to repurpose the ones about websites and SEO, as these are the best ones to drive business. I rebranded the podcast in 2023. After two years as the website coach, it is now Beyond the Kitchen Table, the same as my website. And I talked about this on episode 106, the podcast relaunch. So if you're interested to find out more about why I did this, then go back and listen to that one. That was actually my most commented on episode of the year. I didn't ask to be a guest on a single podcast this year. And therefore, I didn't guest on any. Funny that. I definitely need to do better on this next year. That all sounds a bit doom and gloom on the podcast, doesn't it really? But I did get more listeners. In 2023, I had almost 2,000 listeners and 5,260 downloads. And that compared to 1,200 listeners and almost 3,000 downloads in 2022. So I don't know what's that up about, 70%, something like that. Given the very top podcasts, so Diary of a CEO, Amy Porterfield, etc., get millions of downloads, you might think this is pretty poor. But I am in the top 5% of podcasts with these numbers. And when you think about the actual numbers, it's crazy to think I have reached almost 2,000 listeners through this podcast this year. I mean, standing up on a stage and talking to 2,000 people would be pretty scary. And if I'd been more consistent, then it might have been higher. But 2,000 is pretty damn good. Let's talk about consistency. Because the podcast was the one thing that I was going to be doing every single week. I managed it in 2022. Why not 2023? Well, it's called life. If I had managed to get more episodes recorded and banked, I could have easily done it in terms of getting an episode out every single week. But I didn't. And there were a couple of times when I was crazy busy with client websites. I do only take on a certain number at any time to avoid that busy time. But sometimes websites take more time. Sometimes clients send me their comments and or content late. And websites often bunch up as a result. Something had to give. And the choice was my podcast, clients, sanity or sleep. And I chose the podcast. I'm human. So looking back on the podcast in 2023, can you guess which episode was downloaded the most this year? Interestingly, it was the very first episode from October 2021. So that's over two years ago. And it was all about the website homepage. That might surprise you. And it certainly surprised me, although I know it still gets a lot of listeners. I suspect it was the most downloaded in 2022 too, or certainly up there. 
It's the gift that keeps on giving. The second most downloaded episode was from this year. It was episode 80 from April, which was titled The Biggest Mistake I See Small Business Owners Make With Their Websites. And the next most downloaded was episode 93, Seven Things That Don't Belong On Your Website In 2023. And that's from July. And this shows that people like to know what they're doing wrong with their website. (laughs) And that most downloaded guest interview, it was Emma Jeffries, otherwise known as Action Woman. And her episode was aired in May. It was episode 86, Overcoming Overwhelm and Reducing Procrastination. And it doesn't surprise me at all. And there are two reasons for that. One is it was a great episode with some good tips. And the other is that she is full of good advice. Emma is well-connected and loved by so many. People are keen to hear what she has to say. So give it a listen if you haven't already heard it, or indeed listen again. And although Emma's interview was the most downloaded, she did have competition. And I want to mention interviews with Ali Tate and Sharon Chambers, who were only a few downloads behind. Both of these are more recent episodes, and I think if they'd been released earlier in the year, they may well have been downloaded more than Emma's. Who knows? But again, these people are well known and are full of good advice. And as I mentioned earlier, even though it didn't get as many downloads, the episode that got the most comments on was the rebrand, which was episode 106. And I think that's because I talked about my lack of consistency on the podcast and people related to my honesty about this. My marketing in 2023 wasn't just about the podcast, though. I also wanted to do more networking. Networking was my second priority. As I said at the beginning of the year, I wanted to get out more and meet new people. I also wanted to see more of the people I already knew. And that's because I get a lot of business from relationships and I enjoy mixing with other small business owners. Getting out and meeting people face-to-face is still the best way to forge new relationships and to strengthen existing ones. But it is about picking the right groups. Otherwise, it can be pretty miserable and a waste of time. So how did I do with this one? Well, I continue to go to the Mums in Business group I've been a member of for many years now. It's a new ownership and the Seven Oaks group relaunched, which was helpful for me. And I like that I can now also go to the Tunbridge Wells meetup so I get to know both groups. And the Mums in Business group provides training, support and new clients. In fact, I've just signed a new client I met through this group about four years ago. I also joined Spark, which was a new networking group set up just over a year ago. It's a different form of networking to the mums in business. For a start, it's not just women. And it's much more about networking and support, less about training, although there are some very good talks. Some people like me go to both. And again, it's been a great group to get to know. And it's now paying off in terms of clients too. I also did the Spark website. I didn't manage to get to the Elevate meetings as many times as I would have liked to. That was another group that I was a member of. I'm no longer a member, but I do actually want to go to some of the meetings. And the reason I didn't get to go as many times as I would have liked, well, there were date clashes. I didn't always know when the meetings were going to be. And the topics of the meetings didn't always resonate with what I needed at that time but I do hope to make more of these in 2024. What else in terms of networking? Well, I went to a business retreat in Morocco led by the amazing Shah Wasmund and I went to another event that she ran at the London Stock Exchange recently. And 
I met up with people that I'd met on the retreats I'd been to, as well as meeting new people when I went to the London Stock Exchange. These are slightly different kinds of networks, but they're very valuable all the same. And it's not so much about getting clients from those, but it's actually about getting ideas and inspiration. And I booked to go on another of Shah's business retreats in Morocco in 2024, and I'm so looking forward to it. Finally, I managed to go to two Chamber of Commerce meetings, and they weren't as bad as I was expecting. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, I've talked about going to these meetings before, but I wasn't entirely sure that it's where my target audience would be. But I certainly had some really good conversations with people that I didn't know before at one of the two meetings that I went to. My target audience is definitely there. And I intend to join the group in 2024 and go to more of these meetings. I'm still not going to breakfast meetups or joining groups like BNI. That's not me. And having networking as a marketing strategy doesn't mean I have to go to any networking group going. I choose the ones where I feel welcome, where they have the kind of approach that sits well with me and where I feel I can gain something. And that's not always clients. Sometimes it's about having support or getting that inspiration. So the third part of my marketing strategy for 2023 was posting and engaging on Instagram. I've spoken before on the podcast about the fact I get clients from Instagram. Although in 2023, none of my clients said they had found me via Instagram. But I know a lot of people who become clients also follow me on Instagram. And far more people follow me on Instagram than are on my email list. And they're reminded of what I do via Instagram, so it's important to remain visible on the platform. How did I do? Well, bluntly, I didn't post as often as I had intended. I posted 76 times on the grid, which is less than the three to four times per week I had aimed for. And like a lot of people, my posting tends to come in chunks. So I'll regularly post for a couple of weeks and then not for another couple when I'm too busy. And although I keep trying to write a bank of posts, I just find that hard to do. And I don't like posting for the sake of it. And I think when I look at the posts that I did, those 76, I think the quality of the posts was reasonably good, at least for me. And I honestly think I did the best I could. And I have found better ways to market my business. And so I diverted some of the time I would have spent on Instagram to other things, and I'm going to come on to that in a moment. I was much better on my Instagram stories. I do post most days, sometimes about web design stuff, sometimes about running a small business, and sometimes about life. Stories are much easier, and I think that they are much better at building relationships with people who already follow me. Obviously, when you're posting on stories, you're not reaching a new audience, but it's not just about reaching new audience on Instagram, it's also about building up the relationship with people who already follow you. So what else? Well, I was pretty poor at repurposing and SEOing my blog posts. And while I posted a few times on LinkedIn and engaged a bit more, that continued to be, well, not great. (laughs) My email list also remained a poor relation. I emailed sporadically and I made little effort to increase the number of subscribers, to be honest. I would love to make more effort here, but I struggle with both the time to do so and the results that I get from it. 
It just doesn't pay off in the way that any of my other platforms like Instagram or even the podcast do. I was much better at digital PR. I featured in the iNewspaper. I wrote a guest blog article for social media scheduling app Buffer.com. And they also featured me as somebody whose content they loved on Instagram. I got a mention in the Huffington Post. I think it might have been two, actually. I mentioned it in startups.co.uk. And I was quoted in that well-known publication, Clockify.me. What do you mean? You've never heard of it. <laughs> I don't do these for the glory, and nor do I do them for the PR. Because whilst they're good for visibility, I don't think clients find me this way. The reason I do them is because the links back to my website help with my SEO. And they help a lot. So that has been time really well spent. And SEO is the one area of marketing that I think has worked best this year. It wasn't on my priority list, but I have made an effort with my SEO. And as a result, about 30% of my clients now find me via Google. And SEO used to be the third or fourth way that people used to find me. It's now number two. And the thing I love about SEO is that although you need to put in the effort, you don't get anywhere without putting in effort for any marketing platform. You don't need to be consistent. And consistency is something that I struggle with. There are times when I can be very active in marketing and then there are other times when I'm just so snowed under with client work that the marketing gets dropped. And a few hours a month, in my case, I did quite a lot over the summer and I did very little before or since. But a few hours a month, as and when you can, makes a big difference. And of course, you need to know where to spend that effort or it's easy to waste a lot of time on SEO. And if you're interested in learning more about SEO, I've got a course that's starting in 2024. that will be launching in January. So please do look out for that or get in contact with me. Send me an email and let me know that you're interested in that. My email address is say hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. Okay, let's wrap this up. So... The conclusion is I didn't quite follow my marketing plan in 2023 and I certainly wasn't consistent, but that's okay. As I went through the year, I adjusted my priorities based on my capacity and what was working. I continue to want to do more than I've got the time for, something I doubt will ever change. But that means I need to prioritise. I need to get more efficient and or I need to find others to help me do more. I continue to enjoy this podcast, but as I said in episode 106, it's no longer a must-do each week. If I don't have the capacity, it won't get done. I'll also try to go to more networking events. I'll be choosy about what I go to, because they're not all equal, and I don't have the time, and nor is it worthwhile to go to everything. I also don't enjoy the groups which are about generating leads for others. Although, of course, I'm always going to help other businesses where I can, and make recommendations based upon people that I have worked with. I'll continue to be active on Instagram, although again, it's becoming more difficult to generate business. So my focus is going to be on remaining visible and helpful to my existing audience, nurturing relationships. Yes, I want to grow my audience, but I'm not going to be spending a lot of time doing this on the gram. Where I will spend more time is on SEO. SEO takes time, like anything, to generate business. But the efforts I made in the summer have really paid off. And I reckon 
I got about three or four new bespoke website clients from SEO in the last four months of the year. So that's, you know, six to eight thousand pounds. And that's more than any other form of marketing except client referrals. And one of the brilliant things about SEO is that that effort that I've already made will continue to generate traffic to my website and clients. And that's one of the benefits of SEO. It continues to pay dividends way after the effort. Unlike, of course, any of the social media channels where posts have a shelf life of about 24 hours to a week if you're lucky. So I'd love to know how your marketing has gone in 2023 and when you've looked back and said what you were going to do at the beginning of the year, what you've actually done and what has worked for you. So please do drop me a line. I always like to hear from people on my podcast. My email is sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at beyondthekt. And that's it, not just for this week, but that's it for 2023. I will see you all in the new year. Have a fantastic Christmas and new year. And you know what? I think 2024 is going to be our year. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do follow or subscribe to be informed of new episodes. And don't forget to share with a friend. Thank you so much.